Creativity is experimenting, growing, taking risks, breaking rules, making mistakes, and having fun. Mary Lou Cook. Hi, Josh. How are you? I'm doing good, Danielle. How are you? I'm doing so good. I know it's probably so sunny over in Aruba. I mean, it's actually really sunny here in Toronto. So no, it is really hot outside today, especially today for some reason. But it's honestly really great that it's like sunny over there too. Because <laughs> the cold is just not it. It's not happening. But I mean, it's cold, but it's sunny and I'll take any vitamin D that I can get. Uh, but how are you doing? How are you doing today? I'm doing absolutely amazing. I'm doing fabulous. I'm so excited for this. I'm so happy to be here. I am ready. (laughs) I'm so happy to have you on. It's been a long time coming. I know, I know. And we're finally here. We're finally doing it. So let's get into it. Yes. I just want to briefly introduce you first and then you can introduce yourself in case I miss anything. But I just wanted to say to all the listeners that Josh is a professionally trained dancer in Aruba. Jealous who specializes in ballet. Although he does this quite regularly, he also has pursued graphic design as a living as well. Balancing two creative worlds can seem pretty hectic, so I'm extremely excited to discuss all things creativity and self-expression. So I think I want to start off probably just discussing dance first because I feel like you should be posting more about it personally on social media. But anywho, (laughs) I just wanted to ask, like, when did you discover your love for dance? Well, this is quite a long story. I basically discovered my love for dance ever since I was really, really, really young. Literally, I remember being really, really little. Like I would say like at around like one or two years old, like I was already like dancing to like beats. Like my mom has like a lot of videos of me dancing to like different rhythms, like around the house when I was like literally two. And that's when my parents basically discovered too that like, hey, he has like, I don't know, like a passion or like a talent for the rhythm. And Ever since then, my love for dance, like, kept getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And it basically never stopped. And I started to take lessons uh, when I was around seven or eight. That's when I really started to, like, take lessons on dance. But my passion, my love for dance started when I was really, really young. Like, I could, I could have barely talked, but I was already dancing on my two feet. Like, there's no tomorrow. (laughs) I love that. I mean, for some reason, a part of me... Also, to anybody who's listening, I do know Josh. We studied graphic design together. But I do want to say that for some reason, I had no idea that it started so young. I don't even think we had talked about that, which is absolutely insane. A part of me thought for some reason that it came later on. So it's like really cute to hear that you discovered it actually before you could even speak. (laughs) Literally, like, I, I don't know. It was just something that always came very naturally to me. It's so funny, like watching all those old videos of me, like dancing to like different beats and <laughs> like this little, like chubby little kid, just like, I don't know, bouncing around. It's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> you have to show me those in time. I, I'm really definitely going to show you that. They're like so cute. <laughs> Did your sister dance with you or was it just you? To be honest, it was just me. Like my sister, to be honest, never really like got into dance. She never really... I don't want to say that I got all the talent in the family, but like she, (laughs) (laughs) so she's like not really like artistic in that way. I mean, she's artistic in her own ways. I mean, she loves to cook, but she never really got into like dancing or singing. 
So I don't know. I think I got all like the little like dance talent in a group. <laughs> it makes me like also really happy to hear that your parents put you into dance lessons early on too, like seven or eight years old, because I mean, I feel like there's so many ridiculous stereotypes out there that boys who go into dance, it just doesn't happen that often. And you don't see it quite frequently. So I think for me, like just hearing the fact that your parents put you into dance like so early on, it just shows how accepting they were of how artistic and creative you were going to grow up to be. Yes, like I am forever grateful for my parents for doing that. Because like, like you said, there's like a lot of stereotypes when it comes to like men in dance, like it doesn't matter which dance genre, there's always there's always going to be that stereotype. And thank God for my mom, especially because she is an artist. Um, she loves to paint. She loves to draw. She used to do it a lot more frequently. And as soon as she saw that I was really into dance and I was really tapping into my artistic side at a very young age, she was like, no, he's going to be allowed to pursue whichever artistic career he wants. And so they really allowed me to explore my artistic side from a very, very young age. And like I said, at around seven or eight, that's when I started to like really get into dance, kind of like on a professional level by getting a lot of like professional trainings and just, you know, expanding my artistic and dance abilities. I love hearing that. And it just makes me so happy when I hear that parents like want to invest in enrolling their kids in extracurriculars from a very, very young age. Like even if it, even if they think like, oh, he may not pursue this down the line, but like, heck, why not? You know? So like, that makes me so happy to hear because my parents did the same. And I feel like when people ask me what I did as a kid for extracurriculars, I always say like everything. And they're like, what, everything? I'm like, everything. Because like, you're so young, like you should be allowed to explore your different options. And like, I obviously know that not everybody is fortunate enough to have that. So like, obviously that is a form of privilege, but it's also a form of like self-expression, which leads me into my second question. So how do you view dance as a form of self-expression for yourself? Ooh, that is a good question. To me, dancing always, it was always a form of expressing my emotions and expressing the way I feel without having to say a single word. For example, I would be having a really bad day or I will be having like a very stressful day and dance is the one thing or one of the few things I would say that really gets me out of that mood and I get to transform myself into this perfect world for a quick second. Um, And it's always been like that. I don't necessarily have to be in a studio dancing or on stage, like just put on the music and have me dancing in my living room just brings my mood up like to a thousand percent. It just makes me feel so happy. And that's what I love about not just the dance world, but anything that has to do with arts, whether that be singing, dancing, you know, painting, drawing, it just takes you to another world where one cannot necessarily express or explain the feeling, but we all know what that feeling is. We all have that same you know, we all have that same feeling of happiness and euphoria whenever we do something that we love, whether that be dancing, singing, painting, designing, you know? So it is a way for me to express whatever I am feeling in that moment and convey it into my movements. And, you know, hopefully the one seeing me perform or the one with me in the room gets to see that, you know, gets to see the emotions I am trying to convey forward with any dance genre, whether that be ballet or anything that I'm doing. You said so many like amazing things 
just in those few minutes that like I want to like touch on them quickly just to like pick up on everything that you said. So what I got from that was that you literally see it and I wasn't expecting this answer. Let me just say that. You literally see it as a universal language that like pretty much everybody can understand and you can speak whatever language you want. You can be coming from different waves of life. You could be coming from different ages, but it still communicates the same message. You are able to understand it no matter what. And it's so true because like you're discussing dance, but while you were talking, like I was thinking about when I used to do singing lessons for years and I felt like the best way for me to communicate how I felt because I was so shy as a kid was through singing. And it was just like a universal way for people to see like the emotion that I put behind it. And so like that makes me so happy to hear that like you are able to do that for yourself and you still are to this day, although you're dabbling in like different genres which form of dance would you say like has that most captivating feeling that you are expressing yourself? I would say the dance genre that has the most captivating feeling would definitely be contemporary. Personally, I haven't really that, like I haven't really like trained all that much in contemporary. I've been doing like a lot of hip hop, street dancing. I've been doing also a lot of Latin dancing. But I remember this one specific class I took while I was in Toronto. We had this contemporary teacher come in and she was like, yeah, we're going to be doing contemporary today and just, you know, get in touch with our inner emotions and try to convey that as much as we can through movements. And I was like, oh my God, this is really exciting. Like, let's get into it. And I didn't expect the class to like really make me feel emotional in a way that I never really expected it to make me feel. Every single movement, every single like look, every single turn has this energy that basically you convey forward in such a beautiful way. And whatever you are feeling in that moment shows, whether you are feeling very happy or you have like this sadness inside of you, it shows and the people can see that. So I would definitely say contemporary for sure. And for me, like when I watch you dance, like obviously I can't ship myself out to Aruba right now because of COVID. But when you post things, I can just see like in your face and in your actual form, like how much effort you're putting into it and that you're literally putting like 110% of yourself onto the stage. So I totally can agree with you on that. I've never done it myself, but I can just see it through you. That like it means so much to you. <laughs> Thank you. And honestly, it's, it's, my, it's my entire world, to be honest. Like if I am not able to dance, like I don't know what I would be doing. Like dancing is my everything. (laughs) I feel like you have so many things on the go that mean like so much to you, but like, would you say dance is definitely one of the top ones? Definitely. Definitely. Like I would literally say like dance is like in my top three, like most important things that I'm currently doing. And I see myself doing in the long run ever since I was really, really young. It just, it was my escape. It was my way of really showing myself my vulnerability like completely and I did it without feeling judged within that moment like obviously there's going to be a lot of people like everyone's going to have a lot to say but for me whenever I am performing all those judgments all those eyes on me they all like go away and I just in that one perfect moment it's just me myself and I a lot of people aren't like that and like I think that's what I admire the most about you because a lot of people have like huge stage fright All they keep focusing on is the fact that they have like all of these eyes on them and they're worried that people 
going to judge them or they're going to fall or they're going to do this or they're going to do that. And like, you're just there to do your thing and get off. And then you have that sense of like adrenaline that you're like, I can't wait for the next one. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> that is how we do it. So like, <laughs> so I know this isn't obviously like currently this isn't your, your living, but you've done it before professionally and you've done it as a living before. Um, and this is what I mean when I say that you dabble in like a lot of creative aspects of your life. Like it's not just dance. So a lot of the listeners probably don't even know that you also do graphic design. Well, I mean, like I said, we went to school for it, but I guess what I want to ask you is like, if you had to pick like graphic design or dance to ultimately do full time, what would you do and why? Oh my God, hitting me with a hard question, eh? <laughs> Oh, Oh, that's a really, really great question. Well, let me just start off by saying that I absolutely love what I'm doing right now. Like I absolutely love and enjoy doing graphic design while still doing dance. Like it's honestly the best of both worlds that I get to juggle between the two. But if I were to choose one over the other, I would have to say... I would have to say dance only because it's just something that has always been with me for the longest. And I could never see myself ever stopping to do dance. Like that's not to say that I do not enjoy graphic design and that I'm not passionate for it. I completely, I love graphic design to the fullest. And this is what I see myself doing in the long run. But dancing is just, it's a different kind of passion. Like to me, whenever I do graphic design or whatever I'm doing, client work, doing graphic design projects, it's a different world compared to dance. Of course, they're both in the artistic realm and they're both in the artistic category. But to me, it's like two different worlds completely. Whenever I am behind a desk, you know, designing, doing my thing, it feels completely different when I'm in the studio or when I'm on the stage performing. It's like two different jeshuas, <laughs> like completely like separate from each other. Uh, but if I, if I were to choose one over the other, I would say dance, yeah. And it makes me think, they're both creative, but I do want to mention, because, you know, obviously we're both doing the same thing currently, and I know that it can feel really tiring, I mean, to be sitting down all day in front of a computer. So it's nice that you have like that balance where you might be sitting in front of a computer for hours on end. And not to say that we don't love what we do, but obviously it gets tiring when you're sitting in one spot all day. You kind of, you need to be active. You need to be doing something after a long day of just sitting down and it's not even good for you. So I agree. I agree 110%. Like to anyone out there, to anyone like who's listening, like if you are working like a job or like constantly behind the desk, I do like suggest like finding yourself a hobby. It doesn't necessarily have to be dance, but like find yourself a hobby to like get you moving. Maybe go out on, on a run, like maybe join a gym, like do something to like keep your body active because being behind a desk like 24 seven is really tiring. Like you said, like <laughs> it's, it's draining sometimes. It really is. Because, I mean, like, you are seeing the same surroundings nonstop. And although you're looking at something creative on your computer screen, it doesn't really matter. You're still sitting and facing a wall or your office walls. So you're kind of seeing the same thing day in and day out. So if you're not going out and doing something else and getting your body moving and stimulating that part of yourself, like, you're, it, it gets boring. Even though you love what you do, it can get boring. So I like the fact that you're able to, like, admit that, 
yes, this is what I'm, I, I am pursuing graphic design for a living and I love what I do, but I do want to mention that there is that fine balance of like doing two things at once that allows you to still express yourself because, and I say this because, I mean, I now I'm trying to get back more into passion projects. This month was really hectic for me, but I mean, ultimately like a lot of the work that I do is for clients and I'm bringing their vision to life. So there's a part of me that wants to start showing what my passion is. You know what I mean? And like, you're able to do that through dance, even though you might be like creating identities and visuals for clients, you get to go to dance in the evenings and do it for yourself. (laughs) Yes. Like, and that's something that I've like, not that I say that I struggle with it or I have struggled with it before, but, um, recently, especially during the recent months, like it's been really, really hectic with like graphic design, like client work, working on different projects at the same time it has been like kind of hectic for me to like find that perfect balance between okay this is my career this is what I'm going to pursuing in the long run with having a passion that I do not see myself stopping with for the longest so I really did struggle at first to find that perfect balance in between thank god I like you know got the drive now but like as you said it's like really difficult sometimes to balance two worlds you know so we really have to find that perfect balance every time between what we enjoy doing outside of our usual like day-to-day like work or career um to really keep ourselves like healthy and like you know keep our mental health in check as well because it is really important yeah i completely agree i actually remember when you kind of fell off a little bit and you were canceling, not canceling, but you weren't able to show up for a lot of your classes, uh, dance classes. You weren't going to your training as much as you should have, but it was because graphic design was taking up so much of your life. It was. It really, it really was. And like, like I said, like I enjoy doing what I do. Like <laughs> that's not, that's not I, like that's not what I'm saying. I love, love, love what I do. But like sometimes it does get like draining, and it does get difficult to kind of balance your personal life. Like any job. Yeah, like with any job, like honestly, like it's like with any job, basically. Yeah. So like there's that that this kind of leads me into like one of my other questions where because like I feel like there's negatives and positives to no matter what we do. It's just life. It's (laughs) and, you know, you and I talk on a, a pretty regular basis. So, you know, we talk about, you know, the downfalls of, you know, doing what we do, like graphic design. But we also talk about our high moments and we celebrate those together. So I think this leads me into asking because I don't even know this myself. I mean, yeah, we relate on the graphic design level, but like what are the positives and negatives of pursuing dance or just doing dance in general? You know, with everything that you do, there's always going to be highs and lows. And I am forever grateful for all for everything, for the highs, for the lows, because it does build up your character and it makes you stronger at the end of the day. And that goes for anything that you do. Nothing's going to be completely perfect. You're going to have some moments where you're gonna be like, oh crap, like oh, I messed up again, you know? (laughs) So I would definitely say one of the positives of dance is for me personally, for anyone who's like pursuing dance or doing anything that they love is the adrenaline, the euphoria, the happiness that you get when you are doing something that you love. For example, graphic design too, like when you finish off a beautiful project, you know, when when you really see it come to life, you're like, oh my God, I did that. Look at me, like I did that. And the same way goes into dance. Like whenever you get like, for example, yeah. solo to perform, when whenever you're performing it, when you're done performing and the standing ovation that you get, the cheer, that's when you're like really standing there on stage. Like, you know what? I did that. Like, I did that. Like, look at me. Look at me soaring, you know? <laughs> like, go. So that's like one of the positives, I would say, of like pursuing <laughs> things. But 
with everything in life, there comes the negative. And one of the negatives I would say is dealing with failure and like dealing with being say, being like told no, for example, like whenever you're doing a show, whenever you're preparing for a show, whenever you're in a big company, sometimes multiple dancers are fighting for the same role within the production. And, you know, you're constantly training, you're constantly like putting your best foot forward every single time. And you're not going to get whatever you want all the time. Like I've had like a few times where I was like really training to like get a specific role. And in the end, I never got it or I don't get it. And, you know, you just sit there and you're like, oh my God, like, am I enough? Like, why didn't I get this role? Like, am I a good dancer? Like, am I doing the most? Like, should I be doing something else? You know, you tend to get a lot in your head sometimes because obviously you're going to like start comparing yourself to everyone else around you. And I know it's not all, I know it's not healthy. I know, (laughs) I know it's not good to start comparing yourself to others, but there are some moments where you can't avoid that because, you know, you, you tend to get a lot in your head whenever something doesn't come out the way you want it to. Yeah. And I think like, no matter what, I think every human's done it and it's probably going to do it again. And I don't even think we're trying to do it sometimes. It just kind of happens. Like everybody feels insecure at some point. And no matter what you're doing, you might compare yourself to somebody else who might be a little ahead or someone who just started. But for some reason, it's coming so naturally to them that you thought, well, I didn't look like that when I first started. Like, how is it so natural for them? And it's like, there's so many different ways that our brain can trick us into feeling this way and like like I said like we're not trying to and I I doubt you're like trying to feel and no one is it just happens because it's when, with so many people being around you and then Instagram being there let's just say that like it leaves an open door to allow yourself to feel that way more frequently than not so there like obviously has to be like a level and there has to be a recognition that we shouldn't do that to ourselves and I know like when I look at you like you're probably one of the most confident people I know (laughs) so like now that we're on that topic like how do you deal with comparison like is like how do you avoid it not avoid it because it's really unavoidable but you know I know what I mean like how do you how do you try and not compare yourself to others well, first of all, thank you so much for the compliments. Like I feel, <laughs> I feel completely at my best right now. And let me just say, before I dive into this like specific topic, like, let me just say that you truly are an inspiration to me too. Like, honestly, you've been killing it for the longest now. And I've told you this like multiple times on end, but I will never stop telling you that you're just amazing in everything that you do. Like every single thing that you put forward is just, everything's well thought out. Everything's just like beautifully, like, plan out everything like ugh, I adore you (laughs) I adore you (laughs) no but um like you said like it's kind of unavoidable to like kind of compare yourself to others you know like in the end there's always going to be that one specific moment where like oh my god like why didn't I think of that like there's always going to be moments where you're going to compare yourself and like, you're going to ask yourself, will I ever like stand up to the level that I ever want to like get to? And the way that I deal with trying not to compare myself with others is realizing that we are all on our own track. We all are on our own path to success and we should never, ever, ever compare our progress to others. Because for example, on Instagram, everything on Instagram seems perfect. Every single person on Instagram is trying to put their best self forward, but we do not know what's happening behind closed doors. 
We don't know what they're going through in real life. We don't know the ugly side of their so-called perfect life that they try to present themselves on Instagram with. You know what I mean? So whenever I am seeing like these like perfectly built dancers or perfectly built, you know, people, influencers, entrepreneurs on Instagram, I always try to remind myself, you know what? Their life might seem perfect, but you never know what it took to get to where they are. You never know all the failures they have to basically confront themselves with on a daily basis. So it's always important to ground yourself and to realize life is not a competition. Life is a way of enjoying what you're doing. Life is about really finding your niche, really finding where you fit in and really realizing what makes you different and stand out from others and roll with it. And just embrace everything, like embrace the path that you're on and know that everything happens for a reason. So that's what I basically try to remind myself every single time I get into that cycle of, oh my God, am I good enough? Will I ever be good enough? I just sit there. I tell myself, Josh, yes, you are. You are good enough and you will forever be good enough. So that's basically my mantra that I like go through every time I feel kind of down. I really like the fact that you are able to identify that everybody has something that they're going through, regardless of how perfect they are able to portray themselves on Instagram or in real life. Because obviously we're not (laughs) going to showcase like the downfalls or like the negatives in our life online. So I really like the fact that you are like able to like touch on that. But then at the same time, mention that you pretty much like have to get back and talk to yourself about things and talk to yourself and say like, hey, like you are good enough because a lot of times I feel like we don't talk to ourselves enough. And I know that sounds psychotic to say, but like, I feel like if we're missing that voice in our heads and we're not talking to ourselves when we feel this way, like how are we supposed to get ourselves back up? So you touched on like some really, really good things there that I think that in the moment of when we feel like we're comparing ourselves or we're insecure that we forget. So I'm hoping that I mean, like, even for me, like, when I feel insecure, like, I'm hoping I'll, like, remember this down the line and remember, like, hey, just, like, to talk to myself, get myself out of that and realize there's probably somebody going through the exact same thing as me. And this is probably going to make me who I am. You know, we're all learning every single day. So I'm probably going to be even better coming out of this anyways. So exactly. And don't worry, I'm always going to be there to, like, push you. I'm always going to be there too, to be like, hey, get your stuff together. You got this. Keep going. <laughs> like to anyone who doesn't know, obviously, Josh and I are like very close. <laughs> so this was <laughs> this was an episode that was a long time coming. It was overdue. <laughs> <laughs> it was all it was always on the list. And we're finally here doing it. <laughs> yeah. And it's like funny that we're on this topic because like it feels like this whole conversation has been like so effortless. So with that being said, we actually are on one of our last questions, which is crazy to say, but um, I feel like I could make this episode like an hour long, but I'm not gonna do that. Obviously, we've discussed, you know, eliminating those feelings of comparing ourselves. But I know that in the arts, it is very easy to not only be comparing ourselves to others, but just just to be critical on ourselves. And I think the key word is that we can be perfectionists. And I know that you you can be a perfectionist. So how do you overcome that aspect when you're performing? Oh, like you said, like I am a perfectionist to the T. Like I am, <laughs> like I am such a perfectionist. And, you know, sometimes that gets in my own way because 
to others, something might look perfect, but to you, you literally criticize every single thing that you do. And I always feel like you are your own worst critic. And it's so true because to others, something might look perfect or good, but to you, you're like, oh my God, no, that looks bad. I could have done this a lot better. Oh my God, what do I do? You know, like that, <laughs> like that little voice is constantly in our heads. Like it never leaves, I feel like. So what I basically suggest not only to like others, but this is what I've been going through like with myself is try to make friends with that critic in your head. You know, especially in the world of graphic design, there's always going to be people criticizing your work. There's always going to be people commenting on what you do. And you know, some of those comments are good or positive, but then some of those comments are also negative. So what I basically told myself and taught myself is that critic inside your head and those criticisms that you constantly get it's not there to put you down. It is there to make you realize like, hey, this person loves what I do. So why not I keep on working hard for that person? However, this person over here doesn't like what I do. Why don't I keep working hard in order to change that? You know, is they constantly try to work towards an end goal, not only for others, but for yourself, because you need to be happy doing what you're doing, whether that be doing dancing, graphic design or anything else. You have to be happy with whatever you produce and bring forward. So a tip that I would have is really try to make friends and accept that little voice in the back of your head telling you that, you know, you're not good enough or you could have done this a bit better. You know, you kind of missed this step. You know, why didn't you do this? And just kind of embrace that voice and be like, okay, well, I didn't do this at my best, but don't worry. Next time I'll get it. Or I didn't do this really good this time. I'll keep practicing until I get there. Really try not to beat yourself up too hard because in the end, you are your worst critic and you just have to kind of embrace that because it's also part of who you are. You know, it's also part of your character. It's part of like your, you know, process of growing into a better person each day. So that's what I would have to say about that matter. Yeah, I love that. Well, personally, I mean, because obviously, like, I know you're a perfectionist. So it's nice to hear that even if you do make a mistake that you are able to identify that mistakes are going to happen. And the worst thing you can do is be your own enemy. So I love your whole motto when it comes to that. And I just want to, like, thank you for, like, sharing your story, sharing all of this wisdom and advice. I think a lot of aspiring dancers, creatives, or even people who are already doing it and are facing these issues, because let's be real, we all do. Uh, so I just wanted to like thank you for everything that you, you said and for showing up today and being real. No, thank you so, so much for having me. And honestly, to anyone listening, I just want to say that whatever you're going through, you are not alone. That you can make it through anything in life. Just keep on pushing through, keep on persevering because there is a light at the end of the tunnel and you are working towards a bigger goal. So never give up and just keep on working hard. So thank you guys so, so much. <laughs> Happy Sunday. <laughs> so where can everybody find you online? So um, I have a Instagram for both my design page and my personal. So you can find me at jashwe.g. And my Instagram for my design page is Jeshwe Garcia Designs. And I also have a YouTube channel, and that is by the name of Josh's Way. So if you guys want to keep up with whatever I'm doing, you guys can go ahead and give me a follow. <laughs> 
And I'll have it all linked below. So, because I know sometimes people might have a, because Josh is from Aruba. So his name is spelled a little differently for <laughs> us Canadians. So I'll have everything linked below. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Josh. I love doing thank this with you. So you. Much, Danielle. Thank you so, so much. <laughs> thank you for listening into Brewing Up Creativity. If you're interested in being on the podcast series, please reach out via email to brewingupcreativity at gmail.com or a direct message on Instagram at brewingupcreativity.